wants to respond. So that's my thing. Well, thank you guys. Thank you all for joining us tonight. So this, I was supposed to do this series called Saved and Single months ago. Life happened, consecration, fasting happened, but we're here tonight. And my goal is I want women and men to see that being single is not a burden. It doesn't have to be a burden. So that's what we're going to get into tonight. Let's get into the first question. The first question is, how do you maintain being saved and single? And whoever wants to take it, go ahead and take it. I talk too much, so I, I, I will always go first, but I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to, to do better with that. Um, but I, I think they're synonymous. They're one and the same. I was on a platform um, just recently and they asked a question for um, the, the panelists. And my answer was based upon the foundation of my belief in Jesus Christ. And so then they asked me as a follow up, well, what about unbelievers? And my response will always be, you know, there's no judgment there, but I, I'm, I'm born in Christ. That's who I am. And so I have to be true in everything that I do um, because I'm a byproduct of that. And so how I um, believe that it should be is that it's, it's one and the same. There is no distinction between there's no separation between the two. I am single. I'm saved. I'm single and saved. I'm saved and single. It to me, it's just it's all the same, um, and something that I'm that I'm proud of. But it's just like you might be called to teach, or you might be called to, um, you might be a mother. It's just another hat that we wear, but we're still the same person. And so I think that they just go hand in hand. I know. Yeah, let me let me ask that for for clarification to make sure I'm 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 processing what you asked. Are you saying that there's a distinction? People are making a distinction between being single and saved. Absolutely. Or are you saying that people are saying it's hard to be saved and live a single life? Uh, both, actually. Um, but I think the question was for the beginning half of what you said uh, when that question was given. How do you maintain? Because sometimes, because well, I must say something. I can't speak on me. But people, you could be single and you believe in God, right? But you still right. out here dropping it like it's hot. Like that's a thing. So you're talking about the lifestyle. Oh, yeah, like, okay. Okay. Man, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Yeah, go ahead. I'll let you go ahead and clarify because I want to clarify that question to make sure that we were all you know on the same page as our answer so i'll let you go ahead first and if you want to add to what you said i mean yeah i mean i think that you know <laughs> in this dwell in this flesh dwells no good thing right we're always struggling to to become um or striving i wouldn't say struggling because it doesn't have to be a struggle but we're always striving to be who god has called us to be right and and it's a daily walk. We die daily. We it's a decision. Um, living a Christian life, living a single Christian life is a choice. You know, we can certainly go out and drop it like it's hot and say that we're saved, but if we're not applying the principles of God, if we're not applying the word of God, um, if we're not turning down our plate, if we're not um in our word to understand the heartbeat of God then it becomes very difficult to navigate that process because you will find temptation every day. Trust me, 
he the enemy will send the what you like how you like it but also i believe that god sends us what we desire as well but a lot of times we haphazardly rush into things because we don't want to be processed but i think that it's important for us to just always continue to understand that um we're not perfect there's no condemnation in christ and if you've made a mistake you can get back up as i said in the beginning I'm a, a single mom with two kids. I had my first daughter when I was uh, I was pregnant at 16 years old. So I know what, what it's like to, to have to overcome adversity and to make the wrong decision and you know almost marry the wrong person and sleep with the wrong people. These are things that happen in our in our daily walks. But what I love about God is new mercy we see every morning. So the I guess it just comes down to a decision. You know, living a Christian single life is a decision that you make. And every day, if you wake up just trying to achieve that goal, I think that you could go you know, into life um, living on top in a way that you're not ashamed of what happens because you know that new mercies you see every day, you can repent for the things that you've, you've messed up on, which means turn away, don't keep going back to boo. You know, you gotta cut that type of stuff off and continue down that path um, to strive for righteousness and holiness. Amen. Absolutely. Um, and I would just tag on that to say, you know, um, one thing about our commitment to God, that's one thing that I, I see that we're lacking in this generation is commitment. When you get saved, you are saying, God, I'm letting you be Lord of my life. When you ask Jesus to come into your heart, he's Lord. Whether you married, single, it don't matter what's happening in your life. And you depend on the help of the Holy Ghost to help you walk this thing out. That's why you need power. The Bible says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He's here to help us. So we're not in this trying to uh, do this on our own thing. God, we have supernatural help uh, to help us navigate when temptation Amen. comes, when problems come, uh, when difficulties come. You know, it's so many other things other than temptations that you're going to face. You're going to face depression. You're going to face uh, financial lack. You're going to face all these obstacles that are going to try to pull you away from God. Yes. But just like Paul said, what's going to separate me from the love of God? I won't let tribulation or trust or, or test or trials or nothing. None of these things are going to separate me. So I think that has to be the conclusion of the matter that I'm not going anywhere. Jesus is going to still be at the top of my list. He's still going to be my A1 from the day one. I'm not, I ain't going nowhere. I, I think too, you got to make up in your mind. You really want to be saved. I, I think sometimes we, we, we like, I, you know, I want to be saved this week. Next week, I don't know if I want to be saved. It, it, and, and what happens is the devil takes advantage of our inconsistency. I yeah. think, you know, we, you got to make up in your mind. I want to live right. You know, the old folks say he'll keep you if you want to be kept. If so that means you got to put things down, put the flesh down, keep people around you that keep you accountable. You got to stay in the word, stay at your home church. You need to be faithful at your church. Do the things that would keep you grounded and secure so that when the test come, you're not falling or failing uh, because of lack of support, spiritual support. Because yes. a lot of this is about spiritual support. We're not wrestling flesh and blood. The enemy is not just after you to 
slip up or for you to fornicate or for you to commit adultery. He's really after your assignment. He's after you, uh, what God has sent you into the earth to do. And I think especially as singles, if we focus so much of our life and uh, especially the first part of our life on uh, you know, let me let me let me try not to fall. Let me try not. You miss out on what did God send you into the earth to do? And when that spouse comes, yeah. they're there to help assist and help you get further in that thing. But your ultimate <laughs> desire is, Lord, what is it that you would have for me to do? And am I doing it? Am I active yeah. in it? Am I pursuing that? That's good. Wow. Amen. wow. Oh, um. Yeah, I can't say nothing more to what they just said. <laughs> to what they just said, that that just blessed me. I think, I think that we can take the word "single" out and just put "live." How can you live and be saved? Because that's really what the question is. Like, how do you live a life that is pleasing to God in every aspect? How can you be a boss and be saved? How can you be an employee and be saved? How can you be a father and be saved? All these things, and so. To everything they just said is 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 more than it's more than what meets the eye. I think uh, one of the things I just got done preaching about was that we, you have been unsaved. Most of us, I'm gonna just say me, we have been unsaved longer than we have been saved. Okay, so you spent 20 years cussing everybody out, <laughs> right? You spent 20 years lusting after everything you've seen. And then you got changed two years ago. And right now, what we're seeing is a battle of the flesh and a battle of the spirit. When you were not saved, your spirit was dead. That's the thing that connects you to God. You had no connection to him. You thought you did, but you did not. You didn't know him. When you got saved, something inside of you changed to where now you respond to him differently. For example, when you would cuss them out and go to bed, you felt no condemnation or nothing. Now you don't put the shopping cart back where it's supposed to be. You feel some type of condemnation. Say so. Because something <laughs> has changed, right? Mm -hmm. But because one is older and one is younger, one is stronger and one is weaker. Mm -hmm. And so you, 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 you have to now start to build up and strengthen the spirit, which is now alive and yeah. weaken the flesh, which always been alive in you because it's not dead yet. The Bible says you got to crucify it. So I got to make a choice to starve it. I got to make a choice to kill mm -hmm. it. I got to make a choice, choice to not watch that, to not look at that, to not do that. Yeah. And the problem is we're struggling because we're feeding the beast and starving the spirit. Yeah. So Galatians five and you know, Galatians five sixteen. In a very simple way, it says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Mm -hmm. Next verse says the sinful nature wants to do evil. That's your flesh. That's the part of you that's been the oldest, wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other in you. So that you're not free to carry out your good intentions. Right. For some of you, you want to do right. But this thing in you is fighting and beating your spirit up because you haven't been feeding the spirit with fasting. 
You haven't been feeding the spirit with prayer. You haven't been feeding that thing. And so what God is trying to do is really strengthen us spiritually and have us do the practices. Everything he just said, it just laid it out. Those are things that you do to build up your spirit so that you can win this battle that's really happening on the inside of you. How you know you've been changed? There is a battle. Before there was no battle. It was not a battle to go get in somebody's bed. Now you're fighting through seven levels of conviction, cutting off other things, pulling off yourself to the side, you know, because now there's a fight in you and we have to strengthen up our spirit and build up ourselves so that we don't fall victim to the things that the enemy wants. Once you made a decision to give your life to God, you made a decision to be saved. God's grace now is the thing that's going to pull you and carry you the rest of the way. You've got to make that full decision, though. Joshua 1 and 8 says, when you observe to do, when you observe, that means I look to do. Like, all right, I'm going to just start doing. It ain't even, it ain't even, it don't even mean that you started reading and opening up and everything. You just observe to do. God's grace starts to push you and carry you through that thing. Mm -hmm. So we got to shift our mind and shit and shift our hearts and shift our perspectives and start to really feed and build up the spirit man that God has given us yeah. so that we can win those battles that's always going to be happening on the inside of us. That's just what I think. I, that's what I want to add to what everybody just said. That's good. And that kind of leads into the next question because um, since I've been on TikTok and I've been talking about like single, being single doesn't have to be a burden. A lot of people are saying they struggle with like masturbation. They're like, I love God and I, you know, I'm, but I'm struggling with lust. I'm struggling with masturbation. So what is some advice that you guys can give to somebody that's battling with like lust in particular, battling with masturbation or anything like that? So I'll start I mean, first. I go mean, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I'll I'll share. Um, I remember one time I was in prayer and, you know, me and God, we just, you know, we talk, we, we kick it. Right. So I'm in prayer and I said, God, you know, I really love you. I love you and I want to serve you for the rest of my life. But I got one issue and um, I, I can't have sex with you. And I want to <laughs> have sex straight up. This is what you I said to the Lord. Boy. And um, he didn't respond to me right then. He didn't respond to me right then. A couple, couple weeks later, I was in prayer again. And it was one of those moments, one of those intimate moments where he begins to pour and he begins to tear away old things and he shows you you and he gives you the why and he you know he heals broken hearts and he, it was just one of those moments it was this beautiful exchange and i remember I, there was tears flowing down my face and the lord said this to me he says shabanda he said you're right i can't have sex with you but you'll never get this level of intimacy Jesus. and from that moment on it changed my perspective about my desire. And so what wow. I would say to whomever is, what is the exchange? What are you doing it for? You know, you have to ask yourself, why is this thing such a burden from somebody who, trust me, as I said, you know, I had two kids out of wedlock, so I'm not oblivious to all that comes with um, your sexuality and your desires and you wanting but it just has to get to a point where if the point for me was I wanted God more and it was not fruitful in the decisions that I was making. Having sex to, with random people, um, having, you know, watching pornography, it wasn't, it's not fruitful. It, all you do is you wake up, 
the next morning and you're wanting to fill a void that truthfully sex is not really going to be able to fill because the only thing that can fill that deep inward desire is the Holy Spirit. And so it sounds simple. You're probably like, well, yeah, right, Shavonda. That sounds good, but you don't understand. But I'm telling you that I, I, I truly do. But it just comes down to making a decision. And you're going to hear me say that a lot tonight because it's all about choices. The enemy will paint a picture of um, what it, well, what it, it seems like, right? When he tempted Jesus or when he was in the, when he was in the garden with Eve and he, and he made her believe in something that she thought that she needed, but she really already had it. And so to me, when you think about the desire of sex, the desire of wanting, the desire of longing, there's a root cause behind that, that you have to get to. And so for me, it was, you know, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I was looking for validation. I was looking for someone to tell me I was beautiful. I was looking for <laughs> someone to tell me that, um, that, that, that I was good. But I felt dirty after it was all over with. And then the person that they said they was and what you had to do and you're sacrificing yourself, you're giving away your precious body to someone who in two, three days, probably ain't gonna call you again. Why? Because it, it was just a means to an end. And so you have to want more and desire more than that. And I could go on and on and on, but I just want to share that with you that understand the exchange. What is, what is it that you're really trying to accomplish? Ask yourself the why. Step back and say, is it worth it? Is it worth my salvation? Is it worth the tears I'm going to cry? Is it worth the disappointment? Is it worth it? And at the end of the day, if you're truly honest with yourself, it's really not. Nope. I want to tag on to uh, what what my brother Norris said, because I think he hit the nail on the head. Um, I just want to share this one piece. And there's so many other pieces to to add on to even what uh, Chivanda said. Um, you know, the thing about the flesh is, is that that's what the enemy is banking on, yeah. us yielding to the flesh. You know, you know, I, I remember talking to the Lord one time about what what is what is it about sin? What is the enemy? What is his goal? What is he after? You know, it could be any type of sin, pornography, masturbation, fornication, adultery, drinking. It could be whatever, what, whatever the thing is. It really is to bring you under condemnation so that you have a, a complex as it relates to your relationship with God. He's coming after that relationship because after that sin is coming uh, shame, guilt. Mm -hmm. And so now you don't feel righteous. He's coming against that righteousness where when you go to God, you don't feel worthy. You know, you know, I don't, I can't lift my hands because yeah. my hands is dirty. I can't, I can't worship God. And so that's what he's after. And so when we really understand what this warfare is about, it's about us separating from God. The enemy is trying to get us to a place where we willingly walk away from God. You know, it's just like Adam and Eve. I, I, I meditated about that story one day and I said this. Do you know when God came to Adam and Eve after they sinned, all he asked them is, where are you? He didn't ask them, did you sin? Did you mess up? He said, where are you? And Adam said, I hid because I was naked. Shame and condemnation caused them to hide. And that's what the enemy was banking on. And I wonder how the story could have been different 
if they, when they sensed him coming in the garden, if they say, God, I need help, mm -hmm. I messed up. I really wonder, could there have been some type of redemption in that? But the enemy was banking on that shame and condemnation and their nakedness to keep them out of the presence of God. And that's what the enemy does. So he keeps whatever temptation, whatever is going to keep your flesh, whatever is going to uh, be appeasing to your flesh. He keeps it in front of you. He don't ever want you to get the victory because you're going to feel less and less worthy, less and less righteous. And then guess what most people are doing in our generation? They say, I don't want to be a fraud so they say well you know what i'm doing this i might as well not go to church i might as well not i don't want these people to think i'm a hypocrite so that's that's the enemy he's he's backing you down and so we've got to understand why it's coming it ain't coming for a, a good feeling it's not coming because uh you know i want to have a good time no there's something he's trying to get you out of and that's, that's right. in relationship with god wow that's good yeah i think i think that that's key um, I don't be wanting to say nothing after they after they say something because I'd be <laughs> that'd be good to me. I think um just to even just even piggyback on what you just said, that's that's the main thing that the enemy is trying to get you to do is really separate yourself yeah. from God. Separate yourself. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know if that's Isaiah 55 or one of them 55 or 59, when uh God says, I'm not so far away from you that I can't touch you. Like my hand is not too short to save you. Yeah. He says your sin and your iniquity has put a blockage between you and me. Mm -hmm. And so it's not me that is running from you. It is you that is running from me. Mm -hmm. When he asks uh, Adam, where are you? He's trying to get to him and he's trying to have Adam identify with and of himself where he really mm -hmm. is right now. Mm -hmm. Adam, you are That's separating so yourself from me. You never yeah. ran before. Yeah. Why are you running? Yeah. Where are you? Mm -hmm. And Adam, Adam immediately doesn't fully answer the question. He's just saying, well, I hid myself because I heard you coming and I knew I was naked. His answer exposes that something is wrong. You didn't even tell me what had happened. He's trying to get you to see what's mm -hmm. going on. So then, so then when Adam says, I, you know, I was, I was hiding myself because I was naked. God asked the deepest question that I never hear people talk about. He said, who told you yeah, that you were naked? You were naked. Yeah. Who told you that? <laughs> if you look deep, the devil never told him that. The serpent yeah. never told him that. Eve didn't look at him and say, oh my goodness, Adam, what is going on? You naked. Adam convinced himself uh -huh. that he was naked. And remember, in the beginning, it says they were naked and not ashamed. Uh -huh. yeah. And that God will come in the cool of the day and talk to them. They were living by the spirit. Yeah. He eats the fruit. The Bible says their eyes become open. Open. Yeah. In another way, you could say their eyes became shut to the spirit, open to the natural. Uh -huh. And they begin to focus more on the natural yeah. than the spirit. So when he says, who told you you were naked? Cause you always were. He's saying, what, what happened to you to make you focus on fleshly things now and no longer look in the spirit, no longer see me, no longer change your perspective. That's why what uh, Shavana just said was so powerful because she shifted her perspective to spiritual. When he said, I can't, I can't have sex with you. He's talking about naturally, naturally. No, naturally I can't do that, but you will never experience this type of fulfillment. Jesus. I, I have woken up your spirit. Your connection to me is deeper than anything that you can ever imagine. Ever. You're connecting with, to me with your true self. This is not our true self. 
This is left here. Help I've us. been to two funerals in like two weeks. This is left here. This is not our yeah. true self. That's why when you look at somebody in the casket, the first words that every mama say is that don't even look like them. It ain't them. You look like your spirit. You look like your soul. You, you look like the part of you that you're not trying to engage with. The part that is that that is the most not like us is the part that we identify with the most. And God is trying to get us to come out of that mindset, step back into a spiritual place and realize you need to be satisfied first spiritually. And then you'll be satisfied rightly, naturally. I won't have inordinate affections if I'm satisfied first spiritually. I and just want to add to, to get us. you know, the Bible says to come boldly to the throne of grace, to obtain yeah. grace and mercy in the time of mm -hmm. need. These are not things that God is not a, is is oblivious to. He understands our struggle. So I saw somebody in the yeah. chat. They said, you know, I'm, I've been celibate for over a year. Congratulations for that. But she said, you know, but I'm still struggling with just the the you know the masturbation piece. I would just say, continue to go boldly to the throne of grace. I guarantee you that for every desire. There is a root cause behind how God, well, how the enemy might manipulate what that desire is. And see, at the end of the day, God wants us to be happy. He wants us to be fulfilled. He wants us to have the things that we, we desire, but it has to be godly. And so if the enemy comes always to distort the things of God, and so if it's something that you're continuing to struggle with, you have to run boldly. Let me tell you something. I learned very early in my walk with Christ to hold on to the arm, the arms, the, the horns of the altar and to cry loud and spare not concerning the things that I struggle with. And I will go back sometimes for the same thing. And I will say, God is me again. I'm still struggling with this again. I did this again. And and what we have to understand is that the enemy will try to manipulate our conviction as condemnation so that we don't believe that we have access to go to God, but we have access. Jesus paid it all. He paid it. He, the, the veil was torn so that we can go boldly to him with whatever that we're struggling with. So I just want to encourage you. There is nothing that you could ever do or a concern that you have that God is not concerned about. He wants you to go to him. And so if you're continuing to struggle with that, that desire, sex, um, pornography, um, masturbation, go boldly to the throne of grace. He's there waiting for you with open arms to receive you. And Can I add to that too? Oh, oh, go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. You got it? Okay. No, no, no. I, just literally, just to add to what she just said, really think about, really think about this. We're talking about Adam and Eve. You know, when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, that is the absolute worst sin in human history. <laughs> because of that one sin, everything is wrong right now. We got earthquakes, everything. Women, you, you have Women pain when you get birth. Come on. What? Come on. Help everything us, is terrible. Like they did the <laughs> worst thing anybody could do. There's nobody in history that has ever matched that level of sin. Nobody. Not Hitler, not nobody. They jacked up life. Life is messed up. Right when they do that, the first thing God does is come looking for them. Mm -hmm. And yes. trying to get them to come to him.
That's good. The second thing God does is cover them. Yes, he does. A so, multitude. when you, in your little oh, yeah. corner, in your bathroom, whatever you do, you commit your little sin, what do you think God is going to do with you? He's coming to get close to you, and he's coming to cover you, never coming to condemn you. Do away with all that stuff you done heard from a kid, as a kid. A lot of stuff we taught God like how our daddies are. The devil is a lie. Your sin is going to do enough punishment for you. God is coming to help you. Yes. Restore you and build you up. If they did all that and he came looking for them, I know he coming looking for me. Let him find you. Amen. You know, that's it. Yeah. And not, you know what? I just wanted to give just some practicality because I know sometimes, you know, as a pastor, people are like, what can I do practically? You know, um, you know, with the word and renewing your mind and then also to get with people that are maturing God in your church that you can walk through and say, hey, I need you to hold me accountable to this. Keeping your mind, you know, you, you got to pay attention to what you're putting in your ear gate and your eye gate. You got to make sure what are you listening to? What are you feeding? Because you're reaping a harvest of what you've sown. And sometimes we sow to the flesh. The scriptures say you're going to reap of the flesh. We, we can't be out here singing, sex me down and lick me up and down. And then expecting to be holy uh, because look, you, you know what I mean. You, you, you can't be watching stuff and then you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when the feelings come late at night, it's like, okay, what am I doing? Because the Bible says, can a man take fire on his bosom and not be burned? You you got to separate. The Bible says, separate from those things that are unholy and unclean. And also another thing, I just want to just add, just a quick is, uh, you know, sometimes you got to take authority. Every thought yeah. that comes to your mind, you got to take that thing captive. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, nah, devil, I, I refuse to go back to what Christ delivered me from. The scripture Amen. says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? The scripture even talks about a dog returning to his vomit. When you done got free, you'd be like, devil, you're not taking me back there because you know what you got to think about? And I thought about this one time. You know, all them prayers you done prayed to get free, all that crying out you done did to the Lord on the altar, and you tell him you're going to let the devil take you back. The devil is a lie. You can't have my future because that's what he's after. You can't have my mind. You can't have my soul and my will and my emotions. And then he wants to yes. bring you in depression and bring your mind down. That's why people a lot of times are suicidal because they don't see a way out. They don't see how am I going to come out of this? They see no exit. And so you got to take authority over that. Luke chapter 10 verse 19, he said, behold, I've given unto you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and all the all the powers that they may. I refuse to let fornication, masturbation steal my destiny and what God got for me. So I just want to throw that little chicken nugget out there. Sometimes you got to put some practical to it too and get with people who know a little bit more than you and God and tell them, hey, walk me through this because I'm going to be victorious in this life. I won't be defeated living victorious maybe in my business and struggling at night because for a lot of people, a lot of single people, home is prison. For a lot of single people at night, home is prison. It is a cage. They don't know how to get free. They're surrounded by all these things. And sometimes you got to take authority of what's going on in your bloodline. The Bible talks about how the sins of the father visit third and fourth generation. What's going on in your family? What, what is the enemy sure. trying to to you. Uh, no, I, I ain't accepting all of that, you know, so there is a spiritual side to it too. So I just want to throw that little chicken nugget out there too. I just want to add one thing. To come from among them, right? Be ye separate. You cannot do what everyone else does. 
You cannot go where everyone else goes. You, it requires a level of consecration. It requires a level of dedication. I am not in the space that I'm in now because I stayed with the clique that I was in when I was rolling in the sheets with different people. I had to come away. I had to walk away yeah. from relationships. I had to walk away from, from jobs, friendships. There's a dying that you have to do to your flesh daily. And it's a decision that you have to make. But consecration is key. You have to live a consecrated life. It's, it's biblically sound. And it works. And so if you're trying to do everything else, but but open up your Bible and turn down your plate, I'm here to tell you it's not going to be enough because the enemy has it everywhere. Sex is everywhere. Men's bodies banging everywhere. You walk out the house, it's bada bing, bada boom. A woman's going to be walking with crazy, you know, thongs showing out of her backside and shirts Mm -hmm. up to here. You know, you have to be able to have spiritual blinders on to only see the things of God. And that requires a level of consecration. And so you cannot think for a second that you're going to be able to accomplish the goals that are set forth in the word of God without following his precepts. It's just not going to happen. It's just not. You have to live a consecrated life. Yeah. And there was somebody that asked a question that in the comments I saw, they said, what scripture uh, could I stand on? I'm going to give you the scripture I stood on Jude and I still stand on this Jude one. Uh, it's only one chapter in Jude 24 yeah. out of the Amplified Bible. It says now unto him that is able, able to keep yes, me Lord. without stumbling, slipping or falling and to present me unblemished, blameless and faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding great joy. And you know what? The same confidence that I have in God to be my healer, to be my provider, to be my way maker. I also have that same confidence that he's able to keep me. And so that's the scripture that I use. I just wanted to to answer that person that was in the chat. Thank you. That was good. Y'all, yeah. So y'all hear that. There's certain stuff you can't watch and listen to. I know there's certain songs I don't listen to no more because it set me It's back. real though. It's we gotta be honest. You. Come on, it y'all. We gotta you. be honest. Listen, it's still no on Netflix words. I don't watch. Yeah. Yes. And okay. and there are certain conversations you can't have. That's you know, good. That's you know, good. There was a space in my life where I was good. Like I was fasting consistently. I was reading my work consistently. Here comes this dude, you know, looking like how I like him, had a little voice he could sing and all that, but he was in the church. So I thought it was good. But next thing I know, he's starting to call later at night. The conversations are starting to change and you got to cut that stuff off because you can't entertain certain conversations. And it's like a seed that's planted and you just, he'll just, Drop it a little bit, see if you'll you'll bite. Give you a little bit more, and then next thing you know, your legs wet, spread spread wide open, and you repent the next morning. All it takes is a seed, so yeah. you have to govern your ear gates accordingly, and you cannot entertain every conversation that comes. And I'm telling you right now, I see that in the spirit prophetically for several of you that's on here right now. You got to cut off those text messages. You got to cut off those conversations and set standards regarding your holiness. You have to protect your space and not allow everybody into it. Oh, somebody's asking, what's the name of your church? Uh, Believers Example Church. I don't see where we can make comments on here, but. Oh, you can't? It should be. No. You don't see it on the side? I don't. No, we could just read them. 
I could read them, but I can't. You yeah, know? but you, if you, I have my phone up, so you can go on your on your phone and and respond. Okay, we can. Okay, yeah, I go that way. Okay, yeah, so hit with that in the comments. Um, which kind of leads me to the next question. Someone was asking about dating, um, and this may not pertain to everybody, but when you dated, when you were in the world, is that does that look different from dating while you're saved? And what are some things you've done differently? Yeah, because your 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 standard is different now. Come on. Absolutely. Your whole set of life. You're dating. If you were broke and then now you're a millionaire, your dating look different. Like you, 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 you. Come on. <laughs> your life has changed. Your whole life. I'm sorry. We just, we just said we ain't doing that. Your whole life has changed. Now, now I said, <laughs> that's one of the clean, you know. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your, your life has changed. So your standard is different. Yeah. Now you need to understand. You, you, you got to start to look at what are you looking for in a, in a spouse or in a, yeah, in a spouse. What are you looking for in a spouse? Based on your standard that should be set up through in a godly way, you know, like you don't need somebody that don't love God. Just X that completely out. That's, that's, that's going to kill you. Women, you don't need a man that you got a disciple. Come on. X that completely out. That's going to kill you. So let's just cut all that. We want to save everybody. We want to save men. You can't save yeah, you nobody. You got to save the yourself time, first. <laughs> the next time you, you lift yourself. up your... The, <laughs> the next time you get in the shower and you and you look in the mirror, turn around, and if you got like 39 stripes on your back, then you can save somebody. Come on. Until then, you can't save nobody. So stop you trying to it. save these people. Don't hear that. You know, Yo, so, <laughs> let, let me, let me give you this quote. I heard, I, heard, I heard Ty Trippett say that. Stop trying to say these people. You you don't need a man that you can disciple. So you're not dating the potential at that moment in that. You're not dating somebody that um, got in church when they saw you were in it. Started talking oh. spiritual when they saw you were spiritual. Say that. You know, pay attention to those things. So like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing out a random thing, you know. Think about financially, what you want somebody to be financially, what you want somebody to be for your children, all those things. You date based on your standard. Your standard has changed. It is now godly. You're you're looking at people through that lens and you're not entertaining things that can contaminate you or that can stall you or separate you from God. If you are not automatically better, that is not the person. Jesus. If, there is, if there is some form of confusion, that is not the person. If there is unusual gray, come on. That is not the person. So right now you're dating with a, you're dating on a mission. Not that you just out like you know. As soon as you go to dinner, you gonna marry me? Duh, 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 duh. No, like calm all that down. But you're paying very close attention. Before you was trying to have fun. Now it's about purpose. You can have fun, but now it's about purpose. What you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to do? And you're looking out for those people. And you're using the Holy Spirit as a barometer of should you or should you not take this person Jesus. out. The Holy Spirit is now your barometer, not your intuition, not your sage, not your zodiac signs, not you trying to measure, see if y'all matching the stars, anything like Talk that. The Holy Spirit. If you, get any type, if you get any type of <clears throat> in your spirit, if you get any, to, I don't know who I'm talking to, I'm looking dead at you. If you get any type of <clears throat> In your spirit, abort mission, abort mission, abort mission, abort mission, abort mission, abort mission. I'm only 28, but abort mission, abort mission, abort mission. 
Pay attention to every uh in your spirit. When God is in something, he gives you an easy peace. Jesus. Yeah, he does. You, 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 you hear what I'm saying? He gives you an easy. Why do I have peace about this? That type of, why well, I'm, okay. Uh, and when, when God is something, you'll try to find something wrong and not find nothing. That's God. Don't ignore your spirit. Your dating is different now because you now have an advantage that other people don't have. You got the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. almost flipped my table saying the Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. He is able to be your spotlight. And the second you feel him, say, mm, abort mission. That would have saved so many of us on this chat right now. Come on. And we just listened to the first, mm. He's smiling good. He looked good. He smelled good. He sound good. But something is off. Pay attention. Pay attention. Amen. I just ran it. I'm done. Anybody else on the channel? Yo, S.Y. Younger made this statement I thought was so funny. He said, if I'm not your promise, I don't want to be your practice. I definitely <laughs> reposted that. I definitely reposted it when he said it. That's yeah, fact. wasn't that good? That's crazy. That I didn't see that. Type of good. Oh my That's goodness. Type of good. If I'm not your promise. I ain't trying to be your practice, practice. Sure. And here's the thing. You know, your standards of dating change because your standards of holiness changes. When you're yes. when you're dating, you know, before you're saved, you may you may have had standards, which is completely fine. But like um Nora said, the barometer shifts because now with everything that you do, you desire to please God. God, is this pleasing to me? Is is this pleasing you? Is what I'm wearing pleasing you? Is this conversation pleasing? You always want to fact check with God to see if if this is good. I remember I was I was actually engaged to be married to someone. I was engaged, right? We had a child. I was engaged to be married to him. And I never forget that God, there were some things that kind of started to unravel. Like Norris, you said, you know, something was like, mm, something. Mm, ain't right it was it started off real good but it was like something is is really off with this and i said to the lord i said i really need to know if this is the person that i'm supposed to connect with because who you connect with can make or break your destiny period yeah. point blank yeah and so long story short the lord said go on a three-day fast i went on a three-day fast i cut off all contact with this individual for three days after the three days was up the lord said do you want to be with this person i said yes i want to be with them i want to marry he said okay call them i called them and the guy's like going ballistic i can't believe you did this i can't believe you and i'm like what wow. and he's like you 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 sent emails to to such and such and i'm like wait wait slow down so apparently what happened was some chick that he was um, dating that I didn't know at the time because we were engaged to be married. So I thought I was the only one. But there was a chick that was that he was seeing on the side that found out that he was engaged to be married to me. She hacked into his Google account. Jesus. He emailed me and, and copied everybody in his Rolodex. This is a true story after a three-day fast. So I'm gonna tell you, the Holy wow. Spirit will give you instruction. Oh, them three-day three fast. So, them yeah. three-day fast be doing something, I'm telling you. And so long story short, she pretty much spilled the beans and exposed him to the point where, I mean, it was humiliating. I mean, I was I was pregnant with our child. We, we had a date, we sat, but it was, God did it so good that I had no choice but to walk away. 
And so you have to allow God to give you the instruction. And when he gives you the instruction, I, I hear this for somebody on here tonight, mm -hmm. obey the instructions. Because truth be told, when I first asked him about this gentleman, he told me that he wasn't the one, but because I couldn't see it and I didn't understand it, I mm -hmm. felt like I needed to prove God wrong. And I ended up being the one humiliated. So don't go through that process, trust God. Because he understands our ends before our, our beginning. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And so he won't allow us to be ashamed. You just have to trust him. And we don't always have to go through things the hard way if we just obey God to begin with. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And speaking of dating and relationships and stuff like that, somebody asked, why do we fall in the trap of going back to our ex? Anybody want to take that? Anybody got experience there? No, because it's comfortable. Oh, yeah. It's comfortable. It's familiar, and you haven't fully accepted that God has something else for you. Mm. You can't see that. A lot of times, we would rather um, stick with pain because of our fear of starting over. Wow. And so we'll go back. We'll go back and back and back and back until. One day you can't go back no more or until one day you completely connect to that person and um, you marry the person that God's been trying to get you to run from. And you're going to have to one day run from it or live that life like anime. But um, <laughs> I want to say this. There's a special group of people. I don't think that this applies to everybody. There's a special group of people that I feel like. Stuff like that will just never work out for you. Mm. Like God won't let you do he it. Won't. Yeah. There's a, there's just a special group of people because of what's on your life for real. It's too dangerous for you to be allowed to do that. So he'll let all types of things act up. Miss Dixon sounds like the type of person that I'm talking about. Oh, where he yeah. just won't let that happen. Um, mm -hmm. For some of you, you need to really realize that it's like, it's not, it's really not worth it. It's really not worth it. Somebody said something to me last night that like hit me. They was like, why, why, why would you play with something that's already been exposed to you? Jesus. Uh -uh. I was like, mm, you and my, that's you deep. And my time. We was just, we was just like a conversation <laughs> and they said that like, why would you, play with something that's already been exposed to you and it's, it's genuinely because of our fear of starting over and, and we just don't want to lose that person you don't Samson want to. and Delilah Samson and Delilah the Bible says that Samson loved her yeah. you know it never says Talk she loved it. him no. right never it never said that never. It never she loved him some never. of us are fighting for stuff that don't really love us like that Jesus yeah they got their other plan. But you but you're 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 consistent. You're there. You're always gonna give them that that attention they need until they find whatever they want. I'm telling you, what'll save you from an ex is a promise. Jesus. That's that's it right there. Find out your promise. And your purpose. And your purpose. You gotta understand if God says no to that, what he's about to say yes to is it's about major. to be crazy. It's major. It's, it's major. major. The example my friend used last night, 
was talking, they said, you know, sometimes God is trying to give us, we're fighting over a, a cup of Coca-Cola. Just a cup. And it's it's our favorite cup in the world. We're just like, ah, like, no, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep reusing it, keep washing it out, all that stuff. And God been trying to give us the factory. But we can't see that until he takes away the thing that we want. And for some of us, that is the comparison between your ex or, or whatever you're running back to and what God has for you. It's the same difference of the cup and the factory. It's the same difference. Now, if you could fathom how huge the next thing really is for you, you would really let go of this very minor thing that can't even stand the test of time. I want to just add something as well. I'm going to take it a step further. I think sometimes we go back because we're not whole. I'm at a place in my life. Mm -hmm. I know who I am. I know yeah. what I bring to the table. I know I'm going to make an awesome wife one day. I know who I am. And so if you come and you add value to my situation, great. But if you don't, I can let you go because I'm moving in purpose regardless. And a lot of times, because we're not whole, we're looking for people to, to be connected to, to complete us. Mm -hmm. when we already have what we need inside to be who God called us to be. And so if you're not striving to be whole, if you're not striving and seeking the face of the Lord concerning your destiny, you don't understand what your purpose is. You don't know what yeah. your promise is. You will accept the counterfeit. You'll accept the Ishmael because you don't, you don't know that something better is coming. The promise is coming. And so you want to hurry up and do what you feel like God is, 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 you know, not giving you in the moment. The process is such a beautiful thing. And it's one of the things that has allowed me to have the certain level of confidence that I have now. I have been that chick that went back and gave a person another chance. I've been the chick that was like, girl, you stupid. You know, he's X, Y, and Z, but girl, I love him. But the truth of the matter is I wasn't whole. I didn't understand who I was. But now that I understand who I am, baby, <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is. If it's not adding value to my life and it's going to pull me out of my place in God because that's important to me, I'm going to cut it off quick because I'm not going to allow it to separate me from my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's just not going to happen. Let's get it. That's good. Do you want to add anything, O, or you want to go to the next question? No, we can go to the next one. Okay. Yeah, they covered that real good. Somebody says, "Why am I attracted to attracted to worldly men and not godly men?" Yet my exes they texted me out of the blue. I just know my husband is on the way. How I know I'm prepared? How do I know if I'm prepared for my husband? That's a lot in there. So the first thing is, I don't think you are prepared for your husband if you're still attracted to worldly men. <laughs> <laughs> But y'all go ahead. Go ahead. Let, let y'all take that. That was my answer at the end. That was, that's so funny. Oh, you got to be more graceful. I'm just playing. I'm not just playing. No. <laughs> go ahead, oh, Shazana. Take that. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Okay. The Bible says in John 15 and seven, it says, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you will and it shall be done unto you. Right. If, if you abide in him and he abides in you, then ultimately his desire becomes your desire. So I don't think that 
Um, like I like, you know, I like a man of God with a twinge of hood. That's just what I like. Right. So, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as it glorifies God. So the question that you have to ask yourself is this desire, is this, this worldly desire that I have, obviously it's not aligning to the will of God. So if it's not aligning to the will of God, because you called it a worldly man, then it's something that you should automatically throw out. But I do believe that there are certain traits and characteristics of a man or a woman that you just, you just like, I mean, it's not deal breakers, but God, you know, sometimes if I see a man, I'm like, God, if it, if it be your will, <laughs> oh, sorry. I just had a moment, but uh, you know, <laughs> if it be your will, but nevertheless, your will. Not and that's not, be done. you know, let me, let me say this to you, um, to that too. Like when you say a twinge of hood, that's not to say that you want to do that's gonna beat you and cuss you out. Exactly. And da -da -da -da. Right. You're Just talking right. about a strong swagger, protective, yes, swagger, strong. confident, yes, charisma. Protective. Not a not a jelly bat, you know. Sometimes exactly. some of the men in the church can be questionable at times. And so those are things that you have to navigate through. I told I told <laughs> Quadra that she gonna ask me back because I'm just too out there. But let's truth be told, you know, that's right good. now when I look in the church, I don't necessarily see um, what I like, but my man of God is going to be someone from the church. Does that make sense? So you may not look Absolutely. around your vicinity now and see what it is that God has placed in your heart or your, your godly desire. But if you abide in him and his word abides in you, you can ask what you will. You can tell God, this is how I would like for it to be. And as long as it it conforms to the will of God for your life, he's going to give you your heart's desire. It may not be what you see now, but just because it's not what you see now doesn't mean it's not coming. So you just have to have that, that, um, that trust factor in God to know that he knows what's best, you know, concerning you. That's good. That's, so the next that's real good. Oh, you want to add? Go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, um, yeah, if if it and and just to just to really harp on what you said, you're not you're not really ready if you're still attracted to um what was damaging you. Good back then, right? Good. Because let's just put it that way, those things Good. were damaging you and like Talk messing you up. Yeah. So you'll know you're ready when like your desires change. That means that you have changed, yeah. you have grown up. Yeah, mm -hmm. and maybe that's what it will take as well. Like just that growing up, what I was attracted to at twenty, I am not attracted to at twenty eight. Come on, I'm I'm, I'm still you know young yeah. or whatever, but you know there are certain things I I need now because of where I'm at now. Like I can't afford certain things now, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so you have to really take this season and really work on you. Whoever asks this question, I I just really feel. I'm trying. I'm trying not to do this, but I just really feel. That you are um, more concerned about getting somebody else than your growth right now. Yeah, that's good. Uh -huh. You just need to grow right now. That's all you need to do, and you need to get healed from this last dude. Yeah, need to get I want to add something else mm -hmm. as well. This is one of the things that I shared in one of my live chats just recently, and I said, "You know when you're ready, right? Because." Yeah. 
you won't hesitate to give up the thing that God has promised you. Wow. In other words, wow. When, oh. when the Lord transitioned me and he was taking me to my next, oh. I remember I had a house that I loved. I mean, it was, I was 18 years old. It was built from the ground up. I had a one credit and the Lord told me to sell my house. And I said, okay, God, I'll do it. I love the house, but I love God more. And because I loved him, I would, I refused to make what he gave me an idol. I was willing to let it go. Yeah, Until oh you goodness. had a place where you're mature enough to say, God, here is what I want. Here is who I want. But if you tell me no, I'll walk away. Until yeah. you get to that place, yeah. you're not ready. Yeah. And yeah. that's a hard place. It that's is. a hard Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. That is the hardest place. I just want to say that. <laughs> but I think it's also in trusting the character of God. I think Good. you got to trust the character yes, of God. Lord. Yeah. You know, I, you got to trust that he is we say it all the time that he's omniscient, but do you really believe that he is all knowing? Do you yes. believe that he's already been in your future? Do you believe yeah. that he already knows what you need five years from now and 10 years mm. from now? And the person mm -hmm. you might be asking for a mile might, they might quit on you two years down the road when it gets hard, when it gets difficult. And we've seen, and it's very public, so it's not, you know, necessarily talking about, but we've seen where a lot of ministers, as they climb in God, you can tell when they hit that next level because they, they the marriage start going crazy, person start acting a fool, and mm. it's like because they weren't built for where God was taking that individual. Mm. Are they bad people? No, but they might not be built for the journey. So we've got to trust the character of God. God, you know not who I need just for today. You know who I need for 20 years from now. Yes. You know who I need 30 years from now. You yes. know who's going to make the journey, the long rate, you know, all the way through. So I think that's another part, too, that I've been learning, not just in relationships, but in every area of my life. God, I trust mm -hmm. your character. I trust mm -hmm. your word. I trust yes, your Lord. spirit. You know exactly where I need to be, and you know exactly how to get me there. So yes. I, I think it's, a, it's too about trusting God, you know, yeah. above how we feel. That's good. Cause I noticed too, like I did this challenge on TikTok called prepare your heart for marriage challenge. I wanted women to see what was really in their heart. And a lot of them are saying they're obsessed with the idea and the thought of being married. Mm, and yes. I'm like, well, I hope you know that being married and a wedding are two different things. Cause I think Baby. that's facts. And let me tell you something else. <laughs> Just like we have a level of warfare that we strive through as singles Two becoming one alone, that's a lot. I mean, because I'm my own person. And so you're saying I'm going to be connected to someone and the two will become one. That may, that takes a lot of compromise. Right now, if I want to go out, I go out. I don't have to ask permission. I don't yeah. ask. I don't have to. If I want to sow a thousand dollar seed, I don't have to ask permission. I don't have to discuss where we're going to travel. I don't have to you know, stay home when I want to go. Those are, so there are things that, you know, that we will have to compromise when we are married that we don't have to do now as singles. So being single is a beautiful thing. I don't yes. have to ask permission. Yes, from That's nobody. all mine. I go out and sell my car or sell my house. I can, I can do it. You know, I don't, you know, so 
just understand that the things that you're desiring, there's a package that comes with that too. There's responsibilities that come with that too. So don't just think about the the wedding. You have to think about the marriage too. And it's and it's a totally different ball game. So just try to embrace the beautiful qualities of your singleness because it can be a beautiful thing. I love being single. I love coming into my house. It's me, God, and my kids and the dog. And we just fine. We are fine. Yeah. And so you just have to learn how to embrace those spaces now because when you get married, it's a totally different ball game. Yeah. Like being single right now, it's like uninterrupted time with God. Yeah. If I can get up at three o'clock in the morning and worship and pray, I can do that. You know what I mean? Um, without, you know, without anybody, you know, being loud or, or whatever. So I, I appreciate that. And what I noticed too is that a lot of these women are wanting to be married but they don't pray or they don't have a relationship with God. If this mm -hmm. is not good, how can you want, how can you desire? I said on TikTok and I know I've pissed a lot of people off, but I said, you don't talk to God, but the only time you're talking to him is to ask him for a marriage and you expect him to just give you a marriage, but you don't have a relationship with him. You don't spend no time with him, but you mm -hmm. want him to give you a man. You can't submit mm -hmm. to him, but you expect him to submit to, an, to a man. Like That's I made bad. a man. It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. oh, this is a good question yeah it says as a mother with kids how do you handle being single and the pressure of getting the right male figure for your kids that's really good okay so I'm sure that um, I don't know if you guys have kids but I do um, so I'll you know I'm happy to share I mean it is it's a lot of pressure I'm, I'm just going to be honest I you know I have gone through a true vetting phase with um, the people that have courted me simply because I never wanted to be that parent that um, that single parent that their child would see people just rotate in and out of the house as Uncle mm -hmm. Bob this and June 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 bug and all of them. You know, I, I wanted to set a standard for how I, I lived um, a single life with with children. And so they are my first priority. So what I would say to you is pray and really ask God, give him wisdom. I need, they, I remember there was someone that was right for me, but every time I went concerning my kids with the, you know, about this guy with, to the Lord, I just didn't have a settling in my spirit. And those are the types of things that you mm -hmm. cannot ignore. I mean, you have pedophiles mm -hmm. and all types of crazy exactly. stuff out here. Incest, yes. the blood of Jesus, all of that. And you have to also understand what's in their bloodline. Understand yeah, yeah. what generational curses they're fighting through and navigating through. Not to say it's not something that you can overcome, but how will that affect me and my household? So those mm -hmm. are the things that you, I would just say, go to God with. Clearly, you know, I'm not, I haven't necessarily found the one yet because I'm not married yet, but it has helped me to protect my children in my mm -hmm. process of courting because I'm just not bringing anybody around my kids. It's just not going to happen. As a matter of fact, my daughter is 24. She's probably known two people outside of her father um, that have courted me just because there was a certain point where I said, okay, I, I can see myself being with this person, but how will they handle or treat my children. And so, um, but obviously that didn't work out. And so those are conversations that you have to really have 
with your children, especially if they're younger, my son is 12, so that they understand what's happening, who this person is, and mm -hmm. why they're at my house. Mama, why are you making macaroni and cheese for this dude? <laughs> and why are you using my cup? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just just make sure that you include them in that process so that they understand at their level what's going on. That's good. And, another and also, too. Oh, go ahead. I was just no, going to say, just... I was just going to say, like, I think when women are dating and they have kids, why do you call the guy that you're dating uncle? I think that's just sets the tone. Right. For Very weird, it's, right? Yeah. yeah. Very weird. Yeah. And I would say, too, you know, um, just just as a pastor and, you know, dealing with people and, and counseling, wait until you've heard from God before you introduce your children yes because that person sometimes leaves such an imprint on that child's mm -hmm. mind and then if stuff don't happen with you know work out with you with you and the individual uh you can go on but then they're like well where's so-and-so what happened to him and, mm -hmm. and especially if they're trying to win your kids over you letting them take them out mm -hmm. for ice cream you letting them play they come in the birthday parties and then it don't right. work out they're devastated so mm -hmm. as long as you can, you know, sometimes you can't, but as get clarity from God and wait as long as you can before Absolutely. you really introduce your kids to, mm -hmm. you know, who you're dating. That's good. This question says, how do you stay single and wait on God for marriage? What are the things you have to do to stay on track while waiting on God? And that's good. because Oh, you, you talk about the practical. Mm hmm. Being preoccupied in purpose is very simple. I love the scripture when it talks about Ruth. She was she happened upon the field and she was gleaning in a certain field. And Boaz was like, who is this damsel? She was found in purpose on purpose. I say this a lot, but it's so true. You have to understand that you have a call and a destiny as an individual person. And you don't wait to connect to somebody to tap into that purpose. And so for me, there was a time, you know, I'm not at that phase in my life now, but I was cleaning the churches on Tuesday nights. I was at praise and worship rehearsal on Wednesday. I was, you know, I was at service. I was on, on Sunday. I was, you know, every time there was a prayer gathering, I was there. Those are things that I'm committed to for my spiritual walk. And if you find yourself in purpose, I mean, so many stories that we could tell you. We could talk about Rachel and Jacob. You know, we could talk about, you know, she here, this woman is, you know, all she's doing is tending to the sheep. She was a shepherdess. And so she's, she's walking in purpose, fulfilling her assignment. And here comes Jacob. As you walk in purpose, fulfill your purpose, trust me, that will occupy your time. And the person that is interested in you will respect it, value it, and will add value to it. That's good. Mm. Someone said, yeah. can you give suggestions on what are good things to talk about on the first few dates? Because I don't want to make, make it like an interview, but I'm very forward and transparent person. So there's no point in me going on pointless dates. But what ways do I need to change to make sure that I'm not being intimidated to the other person by being myself? Shoot, be yourself. I ain't going to go be on the date and not be me. Yeah, but you can't. It can't be interrogation, though. Like, you can't yeah. be like 0.4, 0.6. <laughs> right. I, you got to ease up. I would just say treat it as casually as you possibly can. I would love to hear the men's perspective as well. But for me, I just think 
you know, being yourself, but like, if you know you're an overthinker, don't do that. You know, you know what your, your strengths are and you know what your weakness are. It's like going on an interview, right? You're going to put your best self forward. And so I think that if you, here's my, here's my, um, I'm going to give y'all one of my little pointers from my dating phases in my life. I don't do too much dating now, but back in the day, I would always say this. I would say, be quiet long enough. A mm, person yes. will always tell you yes. what you need to know. Yes. And so don't do all the talking. You know, ask, be prepared with a couple of, you know, just random questions, you know, about the, you know, sports or what have you, the restaurant, what made you choose this restaurant? And just let them talk. <laughs> They're going to tell you everything that you, trust me, and most, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to categorize y'all, but men like to hear themselves talk. And so, um, yeah. especially on dates, because they want to Im impress. And so just allow them to talk and just be be you, be fun. Just treat it like you would when you you and your girlfriends are hanging out. And, um, and just, you know, just be you. You know, just don't be weird, please. Don't, don't yeah. come out with a list, because that's going to scare the saints off. Christine said, you let, let me ask y'all this. Do y'all think that we as Christians, sometimes when we're dating, we put too much pressure on the first dates? Like, oh, I got to see if this is the one. If I got to see, you know, I got to get married to this person. I think, I think so. I'm like, I can we just get friends yeah. first? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let's let's see where this goes. You know, let's yeah. be friends yeah. and, let be and let's see. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like yeah. people try to force things to make it fit, yes. and you're not gonna yeah. always. Some people know right away, but some most people don't. Most people, you know, they kind of stumble upon something that works out for them. But I think either way, just have fun, keep it light. Yes. Don't be deep. Don't don't be speaking in tongues and and all <laughs> of that. Just just be you. Talk about yeah. you know what you do, what you you know work and. Things that you love, things that you're passionate about. Ask them what they're passionate about. Those are just normal conversations that you would have with any person. You know, don't be like, well, do you want to get married or or not? Because if not, I'm just going to move on because you're going to scare people away. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah, relax. That problem. Miss <laughs> Jackson said relax. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody asked I wanna, you. I want to marry. I want to make the the biggest thing. Somebody asked me this recently. A friend of mine. They said, "What's the biggest thing on your list?" And I said, "You know, uh, next month I turn thirty eight. And I said the biggest thing on my list now is I want a friend. That's I so want my wife yeah. to be my friend. You yeah. know, I think when you're younger, you want all these. You know, all these things. But um, as Nora said, I have gone to more funerals in the last couple of months than I, I could have cared to have gone to. But it's it's at the end of the day, you want to go home to someone you can trust, someone you enjoy being around, someone that is not a duty. You know, I, I listen to some of these marriage conferences and I'm like, what did you get into that? You know, it's, it's like, yeah, go home and do this. You got to go home and do that. Gotta go home and, do and, and it becomes, it, it becomes this, this, this checklist in your marriage. I don't want to go home and, and, and think, Oh, did I say the wrong thing or walking on eggshells or did, you know, I don't want to trigger them today or I don't, you know what I mean? You want, you want it to be uh, someone, 
someone that you enjoy their company. And I've seen mm-hmm. there was this couple that I know, um, I ain't gonna put them out there, but uh I saw them interact the other day and they've been married about 20, 30 years and they still laugh at each other. They still laugh at each other's jokes. Mm -hmm. The way she lit up when he walked in the room, the way, you know, she made him smile. I said, I want that. I want to be 20, 30 years and still enjoy the company of who I marry. I don't want Mm -hmm. it to be dutiful because marriage can just become a duty. You know, you in it. And because you save, you know, we're not getting divorced because we ain't got no reason to get divorced, but you're not happy. You don't like the person. You don't, you don't enjoy them. And so I I, I think that's becoming more real to me as I'm getting older. I want to meet someone that's that's fun. That I like to laugh. Yeah. I like to have a good time. I I, yeah. I want you to pray. I want you to read the mm-hmm. word. I want to be that. committed mm-hmm. to God, all the spiritual, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. the natural. You know, I, yeah. I don't want it to be that we don't have anything in common. You see that a lot. You know, married couples ain't got nothing in common. You know, right. outside of church, it's like, what do you like to do? And 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 so then they have to find. Oh, let, let, let me just go here for a quick minute. Then you right. have to find friends to fill that void. Uh-oh. And then the other spouse feels left out, like you always out with them. Well, we ain't got nothing in common. Mm. Jesus. Well, somebody asked in the comments, do you believe God gives you options or just one soulmate? I don't want options. Just send me, just have him knock on my door. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> I think it's five billion women and two billion men. Facts. Jesus. Somebody got options. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not the, I'm not the, um, there's a specific one for you person. There used to be. Um, I kind of changed that. Not to say that there isn't. I just mm-hmm. think there is a wrong one. Oh, as long there's as a I lot don't pick ones. the wrong one. There's a lot of wrong ones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As long as I don't yeah. pick one of them, I'm good. I think I think that um, ultimately God gives us a choice Um, and we have his perfect will. We have his permissible will. Right. And I, I do believe that when God designed us, that he fastened us and created us with intention. And so because of that, I do believe that there is that special someone that 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 could be the one for you. Um, mm-hmm. But then there are cases where somebody might be widowed or divorced. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean, you know, since their husband is dead, they can't remarry again. You know, so in those cases, then obviously there's more than one option out there for you. Mm-hmm. I think it's just really about staying in the will of God drawing close to him, understanding your purpose and asking him who is his design. And, but I do believe that ultimately the choice is ours. We make the decision on who we will marry at the end of the day. It's our choice. But you think about um, Elijah when uh, after he had killed the prophets of, of, of Baal yeah. and Jezebel yeah, yeah, yeah. said, I'm going to kill you. And he was like, yeah. Lord, I'm the only one out here. Yeah. And the Lord was like, I got 7,000 that have not bowed their knee to Baal. And I think the principle in that is, my God, today I feel this. God yeah. is never without an option. Come He's on, never yeah. without somebody to I do his will. 
It, it's never that there's only one person or God is high and dry that if you don't yes. do it, then God is stuck, you know? Uh, so I do believe that there are people that are suitable and adaptable. I do believe that there can be uh, a person that is the most adaptable to you, but God does have options. And like Shabanda said, God gives you the choice. He may say, okay, you know what? These three people uh, it could work. Uh, I'm going to let you choose. Like Shavonda said, you might want to do with a little more swag. Okay. So I'm going to bring old brother down the street that got a little more hood in them, you know, but, but he was suitable, more suitable for you. And so I believe that God does uh, give us um, options and there are people more than one person that could be suitable because God is not unfair like that. Cause that would be robotic. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Let's do this last question because I don't want to keep you guys um, longer. This one's kind of loaded. It says, I have been together with my man for over 10 years. We recently got engaged. We aren't, I think she's an older woman. We aren't sexually active because we're saving ourselves for marriage. It is, is it wrong that we're willing to wait two more years for our wedding because we live in two separate states and he's moving to my town in six months. We aren't going to live together until marriage. However, going to take the next two years to get to know each other more. Yes, we have traveled to each other's states and seen the other, and we know that each other are real. We both have a relationship with God. Should we continue to wait two years or go ahead and get married when he gets here in six months? What do you think? That was loaded, I know. That was a lot. No. Can you just read the first three sentences again? <laughs> I have been to make sure I got it. Yeah, I have been together with my man for over 10 years. Ten years. We recently got engaged. We aren't sexually active because we are saving ourselves for marriage. Okay. Is it wrong that we're willing to wait two more years for our wedding because we live in two separate states and he's moving to my town in six months? Um, I, my, I think my question would be, if you've been with somebody for 10 years, how much more do you have to get to know him? 10 years is a long time. Yeah, two years. Is it a sounds long time. like it's a lot going on in that. Yeah. And that it, it'll be hard. And, and one thing we can give our opinion, but in cases like that, I like to refer people to their pastor because yeah. it's like, what have we been doing for 10 years? 10 years is a long time. So what's what you know what I mean? It seems like it's a lot going on. And then in that. And two more years, they want to get to know each other in two years. Yeah, yeah. I think that that. Well, one question is: Are you guys in premarital counseling? Because a lot of these questions exactly. should be answered exactly. with premarital counseling. If you're not, right. if you're not a part of that process, then I would say start that process ASAP. And exactly. a lot of the questions you have will be answered ASAP. So yeah. just premarital counseling will answer those questions for you. That's good. Do you guys want to give some final thoughts? Anything you want to wrap it up so I can let you guys go? I appreciate everybody for joining on today. If I miss your question, drop it one more time. I'll try to get to one more. Because I see um, so many Go ahead. I will say this something that the Lord uh, dealt with me about. Just leave this little chicken nugget out here. Uh, he dealt with me about this maybe about a, a while back. I was asking God, you know, I had my list, right? You know, we have our list. God, I want her to be this. I want I, I want somebody to cook, to clean, da, 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 da. 
And the Lord said to me, he said, if you're going to be the first partaker and the head of your house, how about you be that first? Whatever you're asking for, I'm expecting you to be that first. And let me tell you, this is not singleness is not punishment. This is development. God is developing you. We're taking the time for us to become because you got to think about this too. A lot of times we're always thinking on the other side, but God is not going to be unfaithful to that other person either. They're believing God for something. And really um, God is developing you to be the answer to someone else's prayer. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is believing God too. Somebody else is, 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 is got some things that they've got up before the Lord. And we've got to make sure that we are becoming everything we can be, uh, for them, you know? So I, I was just thinking about that and I just want to drop that in there to make sure that everything you're looking at on your list, that you yeah. are that as well, that you're Basically. sowing this seed and you can reap that harvest, but you can't ask God for something that you're unwilling to be. I mean, you know, like 10, 15 years ago, I ain't like washing clothes. I, I didn't like folding up laundry. I didn't like, you know what, but God has been developing me. So guess what? I've become better at that. I've become better at some things. So because of waiting and development, she's going to get a better version of me developed than That's we true. arguing over why you left them socks laying around like that or why, you know. So a lot of those things that married couples are dealing with, a lot of it is is lack of development. You didn't let God work that out in you while you were single. Because a lot of times if we get what we want now, we're really asking for raw, uncooked chicken that's still bleeding. Oh, boy. Wow. It's like you got to let God finish that work in that person and in you sometimes. There's some Throw things back you got to work out. Because <laughs> guess what? You taking that that unfinished product, that 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 baggage to the marriage. Marriages are not bad. It's things that we've not worked out in our singleness and we bring it marriages to the marriage. Marriages are that honorable. Marriage to, you know what I mean? It causes it to fail. So we got to make sure that we're being developed during this time. We're letting God do what he needs to do in us so that we can be who we need to be to that person as well. Mm-hmm. That's good. Anybody else want to chime in and give your final thoughts? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. You know, I think it's important that we continue to seek God, not his hand, mm-hmm. but seek his face, seek his heart. You know, one thing I can say, I haven't always been at this place in my life, but I love God for real. Yeah, I want to serve him. I want to please him in everything, mm-hmm. every aspect of my life. I fact check with him. And I would just encourage you, you know, for a second, you know, I'm not saying throw the idea of marriage away, but what I am saying is seek God first. Seek him for what he desires for you to be, who he desires for you to have, and just walk that out. Walk that that life of consecration out. You know, there I believe that there is love. God wants all of us to have love. But he does not, he's not going to give you something that you create into an idol. He's a jealous God and he will not have any other God above him. And so if you're so fixated on the idea of marriage that you've lost sight of your relationship with God and seeking him for your purpose and destiny, I would challenge you to redirect your focus and allow yourself to grow in God because he's going to show you things about you that you would have never thought 
in a thousand years. And it has nothing to do with anyone else, but it's because he, it's who he created you to be. So find the beauty in that and serving him. If you're not saved, give your life to the Lord today. I know that, you know, we're on a single and saved platform, but if you're not saved, you may say, you know, Shavonda, I, I love what you all are saying, but how do I start? You know, you can just repeat after me. Let's just do this real quick. You know, we'll just, we just gonna, we just gonna do it real quick just to make sure that, that everybody is on the same page. Lord Jesus, just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I'm Lord a Jesus. sinner. Forgive me for my sins. I believe that you died and that you rose and that you're living right now. Father, come into my heart. Forgive me for all the sins I've committed. I love you, Lord. And just that quick, you're saved. So the next step is finding a church home. If you're not consistently going to church, I mean, we do virtual, but it's good to be in person too. If you can, if you have health issues, we understand. But start navigating your purpose. Start navigating mm -hmm. your um, your relationship with God first. Yeah. And yeah. as you seek him and as you seek those things, everything else, I promise you, will be added on. So don't give up the hope of being married, but don't make that the main thing because Jesus is the main thing. That's good. Y'all are funny in the comments about the 10 year thing. We don't know the whole story. So I know they go at it. <laughs> it's, it's a more to that story. I guarantee you that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I guarantee it's a lot, you that. It's a lot to that story. Yeah. <laughs> she know it's a lot too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if yeah. you're watching, I love you. <laughs> we all do. Oh, go ahead, Norris. Oh, this is good. Good. You got final thoughts, Norris? Yes. Um, I'm just I'm just really pondering on everything they're saying. I had to get myself um to a place where I wanted to be in a relationship again. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. some of us probably lost that. Because mm -hmm. it was it's too much pain. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't necessarily go through like I haven't, what's the way I say that? Relationship-wise, I didn't really go through the toxic, like, you know, um, she breaking the windows out of my car, we fighting and, you know, just toxic stuff and things like that. I I just was in stuff that wasn't God for me. Yeah. And um, that caused me a lot of pain. The pain of breaking up things that I didn't want to let go of. And so instead of feeling that pain again, I kind of decided I'm going to just do what I got to do and then just focus on me yeah. and try to be, you know, clear or whatever. And then just live my life full of purpose and go on by my business. But um, I've been praying that God give me a give me a new desire um, yeah. for a relationship yeah. and to deal with that pain and the trauma of that that I've gone through where I don't project that onto anybody else or like, um, you know, mess up what God is trying to do. That's just me being very transparent. So when they're talking, I, I'm just really listening to what they're saying. I'm looking down when they're talking. Cause I, cause I got to look at the screen. This, this is a camera. So, so, so I can't see y'all like when I look up, but um, I just, I just had to really pull that in and like, and like that was the prayer that I've been kind of praying. Um, I know I'm young. I'm, I'm 28, but I'm getting to the place. 
You where it's like, that. okay, <laughs> I didn't want to be 28 or going on 30 trying to whatever. And, you know, people give you all the examples. Well, you know, Moses was. You don't know what was trying to be Moses' age. I'm older than all y'all. I'm trying to be in my prime. I wasn't gonna be married at this age. I would have been like, "What you say to me?" Been where you are, Norris. I've been at a place where I was so broken from. Just, just to encourage you, just I've been at a place where I was so broken that um, I couldn't even entertain the idea of being loved again it, it just it hurt too much it felt too bad it was too much stigma attached to it and it was like an eight-year journey for me i'm not saying it's gonna take that long for you but for me it was an mm -hmm. eight-year journey where god completely shut the door on all relationships and he just began to show me me he began to pull back the layers of me yeah. and it became a healing process and when i tell you there were some phases that were ugly. There's some phases that are uncomfortable. Um, there are some phases that I didn't like about myself. There were some things that happened to me that were not my fault that I had to address. Um, but I, I'm on the other side of that now and I see the beauty of my suffering. And I believe that we can all get to that place of suffering gracefully. I know that sounds crazy, but <laughs> if you allow God to heal you, Lord, not eight years. I know that's right. <laughs> Child, I'm praying that because it happened to me, it won't have to happen to you. But no, seriously, you know, I'm at a place now where I'm proud of me because I did the work. And because I did the work. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that tries to attach to me has to have done the work too. Right. Yeah. So that yeah. that's a huge part. It's a huge mm -hmm. factor, but it's not by happenstance that it's happened the way that it's happened. And you will love again. You will trust again. But right now it's just, you're going through your process. Yeah, man. Thank you. I, I, I needed that. I do need that. I'm, I am transparent to a fault. So I try to <laughs> Me too. I try not to say too much, man. But I, Me too. I am nowhere near perfect, you know. Yeah. 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 So I'm yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I received that. And that's something I'm a, I'm a praying to tonight. Suffering gracefully. Wow. I never thought of it like that. Mm -hmm. I never thought of it like that. I'm just tired of suffering. Mm -hmm. But I didn't I never thought of it in that way. Um and so I'm ready to go on that journey for myself. And to be honest with y'all, I hear y'all saying like, you know, I don't want to be, don't, 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 don't let it be eight years. Man, my pain was long. Yeah. So mm -hmm. however long it need to be for me to be whole, I don't like feeling like this. Yeah. So I don't care how long it take for me. I want to be able to like really be in joy and not moments yeah. of joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That's how I, feel. I know exactly how you feel. And um, I mean, eight years was like a minute. I looked up and the time had passed. And that mm -hmm. time, nobody, I mean, nobody tried to date me. Nobody asked me for my number, nothing. I mean, and I'm not ugly, you know. <laughs> no, so I feel like sometimes. <laughs> oh, I love you. I feel like you. <laughs> he will put a whole sheet over your head and hide it's you real. until it's the real. time is right. 
And yeah. it's, I love that about God though, yeah. because he's protecting our vulnerabilities. He's protecting our insecurities. He's protecting the toxicity that we have to get out to be able to receive love in the right way. And so I right. love that about him. And it's for some of you out there, you might be wondering, well, why, why is nobody talking to me? Why is nobody hollering at me? Why aren't anybody in my DMs? It's not because there's anything necessarily wrong with you. It might just be a season where God is hiding you. And that's yeah. the best place to be in. It really, really is. Yeah. It's not punishment. It's development. Oh, that's good. good. Yeah. That's and good. I know one, one statement my mom used to always make uh, since I was a kid. She said premature exposure is dangerous. Ooh. And sometimes we're, we're, we're trying to get exposure and God like, you ain't ready yet. You're not ready yet. And, uh, it, it, I'm telling you, you want that chicken fully cooked. I put a whole that thing fully cooked, fully ready. Um, uh, even even uh to 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 uh your pastors, uh, I see them and I love them. I love to see them working together. And I'm like, man, that's what I'm talking about. I want somebody in purpose with me. We riding, you know what I mean? She got her thing, he got his thing, and you know what yeah, I mean. And, and you, you want that to be that. You don't want to be, you know, dragging nobody along and hoping they fit with mm -hmm. your purpose and Hoping they don't mess up your future. It's like, nah, we waiting on God. We, we, yeah. we gonna wait on we God. We gonna wait on God. But what I love God. about them is even in and how they walk and they, and they just they work. So I mean, they just complement each other so well. They do. But one of the things that they're very clear in saying is that this is we're in our lane. This is what yes. works for us, and what works for us may not work or be for you. I have I heard one time <laughs> there was a. <laughs> A, a pastor who who spoke um that's not a part of our ministry mind you but he was like listen i i've i've been married and divorced i you know i just want a a, a good looking chick i mean and, and he was joking but what he was saying was sometimes people get so overly obsessed with doing ministry with their partner that they forget mm -hmm. that there's a person on the other end of Man. that Wow. A real person too. A real person that has normal, like is competitive and likes football, like Shabanda does, and plays spades competitively. Come and on. Doesn't like to lose. You know, there's a person behind. And after I take off the title, after I finish preaching, after I prophesy and I lay on hands, you're gonna come home to a person that you sure. have to get along with. Going back to what you said with Pastor O, that you can be friends with. Yes. Not just do ministry with, but that you actually like outside like of the pulpit. <laughs> just saying. That's good. That's good. Anything else, y'all, or y'all want to wrap it up? Because I told y'all hour we going into two. Oh gosh, it is two hours. This was great. Thank you, Quanda Renee. This was so perfect. This was it's awesome. That you needed. You. You know, singles need an outlet, a venue, a space that they can just share, be transparent. And so hopefully everyone that's connected um, this evening found value in the conversation and, and continue with the dialogue. Don't don't let it stop now. You know, continue to seek out, like Pastor O said, connect with like-minded believers. And, and if they're like-minded means you go into the club, then get rid of those folks. Get some new right. friends. <laughs> let me but those let, are um, going to build you up spiritually. Man. <laughs> Somebody asked the question I, I, I just saw randomly. Yeah. Somebody said, are you married to the church or married to your spouse? You're married to your spouse. Say that. 
Jesus is married to the church. Right. Come on. I just yeah. felt the Holy Spirit. And he don't, <laughs> he don't need no help. He don't need no help. He don't need no help. You're married to your wife, spouse, yeah. husband. Married yeah. to them. And uh, love them like he loved his bride. That's mm -hmm. what he told you to do. Right. Right. Just want to say that. You know, that church, you're going to lose that wife. You're going to lose her? You're going to lose her? You're going to lose She won't come back. She won't come back. She ain't going to come back. Save the people from divorce, though. That is a terrible testimony as a pastor. I I served the church so much that I lost my wife and family. That is not God. I don't care who say that. But it happens all, always the time. all the time. Absolutely. All the time. When I was young, they used to brag about it. Yeah. I gave up my family for this. You did? I'm a pastor's kid. I would me hate too. church. Yes. If my daddy did that to me. It wasn't my daddy. I need you to be my daddy. I need you to be my mama. Mm -hmm. The devil is a lie. There is a way to do it. Yes. And not lose your family. Yes. Mm. That's it. I meant that too. Yeah. I don't care what nobody say. I'll fight yeah. on that. There is a way to do it and not lose your family. Yeah. Absolutely. The devil is a lie. But yeah, y'all. One thing you said that that is so true. Um, if you prioritize and let Jesus handle his church, his church, his church, he got this. His, you know, you, you're not gonna fix everything. You know, I think sometimes preachers get this hero mentality that I'm out here to rescue everybody, I'm out here to yeah. save everybody. You know, and and you get that cape on, and and you you know, especially when the anointing is flowing, and you like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get out here and do, and it's like you, you, you talk you about only the cape. Can do what he's anointed you to do, and you mm -hmm. got to let him do the rest. And that's just that's even for business owners. You might be a business owner out here working fifty hours, and your kids ain't seen you all week, or you're you you know what I mean. You, mm -hmm. you have to learn balance. You have to. Learn prioritize because it's hard to prioritize, balance, but you have yeah. to learn what's the priority in that moment. And it's trust me, as an entrepreneur, I work a full time job, I have a son that's very active in sports and all this other kind of stuff, and I have ministry obligations as well. You have got to rely on Jesus to give you um, instructions on what to pick up, which day, which not to pick up, and, and be organized, have a, mm -hmm. have a planner. <laughs> Plan right. out your weeks ahead of time. Don't wake up not knowing what's what's happening. God is a God of order. And yeah. so just make sure you have structure in your life to help you navigate through those challenges. Yeah. We can stay on here all night. Y'all yeah. <laughs> good? Anything else, y'all? Thank y'all so much for joining again. If I missed your question, I'm sorry. We'll do, we'll maybe we'll do a part two one day. That'd be good. Y'all good? Y'all got anything else y'all want to say or y'all good? I'm good. Okay. Oh, you good? Yeah, I I'm, think I'm, so. I'm... Thank you so much, Q, for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate y'all so much. All right, y'all. I love y'all with the love of the Lord. This is going to be up so y'all can watch the replay if you missed it. This will be on the podcast sometime next week. So, yeah, this is definitely going to be saved. I see somebody said that. Yep. So you'll watch. You can be able to watch it. as soon as we end it. You'll be able to watch the replay. It'll be on the podcast next week. Make sure y'all download the Faith Lifestyle Podcast with Quanda Renee. I got to get my numbers back up. I switched platforms, so I lost, I think, like 700,000 downloads. But to God be the get it back. We're going to get it back. Oh, my God. I think I have to <laughs> there is I think a lot of downloads you lost. I know. 
But we speak double. We speak double. I got to release the bow. <laughs> we speak double. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining. Oh, make sure y'all tell them where they can find y'all at so they can follow y'all on social media and stuff. Like www. That. I don't know. <laughs> you can find me. Um, You can find me on all social media platforms by my name, Norris Johnson II, which is the second. But it's Norris Johnson II on everything, everything Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. My main platform is uh, Instagram and YouTube. So you can find me on there. And uh, if you want to connect to our ministry and uh, bookings or anything like that, you go to my website, preachchristministries.org. That's preachchristministries.org. And on there, you can find everything you need to know about me and how to connect with us. Y'all need um, to go and I also have a book out for pre-order. Huh? And they need to they need to hear your testimony. Yes. Y'all go follow him. So yeah. Testimony. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. May he do it. No, so, yeah, yeah. So definitely, definitely. Um connect to me, connect to me, follow us. We we got some good stuff coming on. Interestingly enough, so I had never met uh, Norris, um, but I had a singles conference that I hosted back in December that both Kwanda and Norris was on, but through the leading of the Holy Spirit, social media is, a, is an amazing thing. And he just uh, showed Norris uh, to me and I reached out to him and we made it happen and he came. And so I was so excited to see that we would be sharing again tonight on Kwanda's uh, platform, but he does have mm -hmm. an awesome ministry um, and so definitely make sure that you, you follow him. My name is Shavonda Dixon. I'm Shavonda Dixon everywhere. Instagram. Most of my followers are on my Facebook fan page, but you can reach me on Instagram, Twitter, um, both Facebook pages, Shavonda Dixon, um, yeah. as well. And so, uh oh, we, we lost Norris. Yeah, um, I'm still here. I'm gonna fix it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, if you're just interested in, you know, I'm, I'm a motivational speaker. I do sessions, you know, all that jazz. You know, you can certainly reach out. I'd be happy to help support. I do one-on-one -on -one life coaching sessions as well to help support those in the body of Christ. I also have a, um, I'm an entrepreneur. I have an online boutique called Jesus Groupie Clothing. Jesus Groupie Clothing, which is www.thejgshop.com, www.thejgshop.com thejgshop.com um, is for Christian apparel, apparel for the everyday woman. So make sure that you check that out. And um, that's pretty much it about me. Okay. Make sure y'all drop drop your um, your ads and stuff in the um, comment section because they're asking for the website information. Somebody said, I think to Nor I think that's to Norris. It says you have an Instagram double requesting to sow a seed. Yeah, they do that to everybody, y'all. All the time. I'll be, yeah. so, be so drained. I can't yeah. tell everybody. Y'all just got to use discernment to know exactly. that I don't talk like that. Right. You done listen to me talk this whole hour. <laughs> I ain't never called nobody a woman of faith. <laughs> the dude is on there calling people a woman of faith. Like going to this orphanage with WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, y'all. Stop it. Like, <laughs> oh, that ain't me. Report them and block them. Yeah, that's all we can do. You know? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, how they can reach you? Um, so it's Onesimus W O N E S I M U S W uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, yeah. 
So, um, I, yeah, that that's me. And the church is a Believer's Example Church, and we're in Smyrna, Georgia. We meet Sundays at uh, 2 p.m. in person. So thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting all of you guys and getting yes. a chance to chat and talk. Definitely. I feel like I feel like the church family, my church family just extended a little bit. Absolutely. Let's stay connected for sure. Definitely. All right, y'all. We're gonna end it. I'll see y'all on the next time I go live. I have no idea when that's gonna be, but thank y'all so much for joining. Watch the replay, download the podcast. We'll talk soon. <laughs>